2: Adi Oladipo here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport 2. Myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well. Just as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, the boy from Brownsville.
1: This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2.
2: If you love your boxing and your MMA, then this is obviously the show for you. Find out extra myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis, where we discuss all the latest from the world of combat sports. Today, we're going to reflect on a dominant performance by Javonte Davis this weekend. He stopped Hector Lewis Garcia on Saturday night, and now looks set to face Ryan Garcia in a super fight later this year. IBF flyweight champion Sonny Edwards had a promising year last year and is targeting bigger and better things in 2023. He'll be joining us shortly to discuss his plans for the year and if we'll see a unification fight with Julio Cesar Martinez and live boxing this weekend on TalkSport we're at Wembley Arena for the latest Misfits cards as KSI takes on Ten. But we're going to get stuck into that and the growing presence of crossover boxing plus we'll get into Leeward versus Mauricio Lara after it was confirmed yesterday and Jake Paul moves into the PFL as well something Gareth will know a lot about A busy show don't go anywhere this is Final Extra on TalkSport 2
1: What the haters say now? I signed a PFL. I'm doing MMA. Who wants it? Nate? Nate? Nate?
2: Garfay Davis in the building. Hello, great, sir.
1: Oh, it's great to be here. Yeah. Um, live and direct. He's live and direct. Uh, He's in my studio. Here.
2: People, it's it's fascinating to have Gareth here.
1: We can even do we can do um, arm wrestling.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The table that we've got can easily do that. We've got a bit of alcohol as well in the building. Oh uh,
1: well, don't don't let me loose on that. It's too early in the day for that. But also we could do, um, we could we could strike each other. From there's, here, there's a lot you can just do out of range. There's a lot God. we can do. We we could um, luckily let, for me. Yeah. Well,
2: I don't know. I know Gareth's been in the gym. He's looking. In good shape. Um, where have you just come from? I know you've just come from sort of five, 10 minutes away. Tell us where you were.
1: Yeah, BT Sports Studio, Studio 2 with Mo- Moses and Carol Atoma. Moses Atoma, um, 18 years old. You've seen some pictures of me with him already. He's huge. Mm. He was he was sparring with, with uh, Joe Joyce, leaving school as a, um, I think a year 11, they call it, um, and sparring with Joe Joyce. He's Crazy. He's turned eight, he turned 18, signed with Frank Warren. Ambition is to be a heavyweight world champion ahead of Mike Tyson doing it. I can see Mike Tyson's portrait just behind you. Obviously one of our heroes. Um, 20 years, four months, 22 days. Can he do it? It takes him to May 2025. They say he's going to have eight fights this year, eight fights next year, and then try and move into the big leagues leagues in 2025.
2: Yeah, well done to Frank as well by securing that signature. It's one that everyone wanted. Every promoter around the world wanted him just because, again... (laughs) Everyone thinks he's going to do it. Everyone thinks whether or not it becomes world champion is another thing, but he'll get to that stage. It's funny though, because we've had people wanting to beat that Mike Tyson record before. Huey Fury was one. I remember he wanted to beat that record. He didn't. But there's something a bit special about Moses. Um, very confident. I mean, I was watching um, some video footage of him sitting down with, 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 um, with Francis and discussing the plans. And as you say, eight fights in 2023. They'll roll out another eight if he comes through that. The, the the future's bright with him, isn't it? I mean, you look at sort of heavyweights over here and he's that next league of heavyweights.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when you look at people like Anthony Joshua um, becoming a heavyweight champion, I think after his 16th fight, Charles Martin, yeah, IBF yeah. title. Um, IBF very much in focus today, actually. We must discuss that. They don't... Want their mandatory to fight Alexander Usyk? They're happy to wait. By the yep. way, that news has come out. Big for news! Fury for Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk uh, to fight. I'll just throw that in there today because uh, I'm hearing that. Well, George Warren wasn't there mm-hmm. at the Moses and Carol Atoma press conference today at BT Sport. Francis Warren, their manager, was. Frank's not there. He's recovering from Achilles injury, I believe. What? What's he been doing? What, what's Frank? Know, what's Frank, what, Frank too been much, doing? To... Too, to be a bit too much Sinatra, probably <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> over Christmas. Uh, the like, light, light, the, the, the doing too much tap dancing maybe but um that um hopefully that fight will be announced soon um as i say george warren wasn't there today so apparently he's working on on fights um i'm still hearing it's going towards the middle east mm. but there's lots of options apparently yeah um you know you just turn the tickets for sale switch on over here it's going to sell out immediately wherever they Immedi- immediately out. yeah 100 we've seen that with tyson fury show it, he's, year, he's
2: got we? that now i think we we all yeah. know now that like tyson fury me and you i think we're debating about it um I think, a few shows back about who's the biggest draw between Fury and AJ. And the fact that we're even having that discussion shows how big Fury is.
1: Well, you think it's AJ? I think it's AJ. I still think We'll find out. We'll find out the real value of that this year, probably against Demsie McKean, as I revealed on Saturday night on of Sport. Um, and uh, you know, I think it, I, I don't have any issue with AJ having mm. a warm-up fight and having a three or four-round no, knockout, which, probably, which is probably. what it probably is. Yeah, and then fighting Dillian White in a stadium fight, O2 Arena for his first fight. I know we're back on the heavyweights here, but yeah. I can't I can't stop myself because we're going to talk about it's the marquee division. It's the marquee. It's the division. marquee division. Um, I, I see Joshua doing that. I see him fighting in a stadium against Dillian White in in the early uh, in the early spring. Um, but uh, back to Moses' at home which is the original question, which is um what a great time for someone like him to come into heavyweight boxing yeah you know it's you oh, know, i can't man. remember in my time you know so much draw here yeah. for the heavyweights you know five of the top ten in the world here um joe joyce going great guns daniel dubois still finding his way through the division uh you can you know that wba regular title world mm-hmm. title the lesser title still puts him in a good position tyson fury anthony joshua dillian white still knocking about um, Derek Chisora is still knocking about I mean that respectfully um, ones
2: coming through like Fabio
1: Wardley Fabio Wardley coming yeah, there's through so much. Um, David Adelaide Yeah, th- there's th- I mean, so much honestly so exciting
2: that's, that's really. about eight it's that Huey you mentioned Huey Fury we haven't he's mentioned still not he's gone kind of, yeah still there kind of
1: in the undercurrent
2: isn't mm. he You know. You, you, and then you get the fighters that are not from Britain that always fight over here Joseph Parker the ones that always fight he has got a fight coming up yeah. so I mean there's so much there's so much to get excited about in a heavyweight division. I, I want to talk about, um, if we can, the lightweight division. I mean, that's one in America that seems to be the biggest division in America right now. Just because of the talent in there, one of the biggest names in there. And I think you said the other day that the fight you want to see most is Javante Davis versus Shakur Stevenson. Javante Davis got rid of Hector Luis Garcia on the weekend to set up the Ryan Garcia fight. Um, what did you make of Javante's performance? In the oh. end, got it done. That was the most important thing, but overall?
1: Well, I just like the whole swag of him coming in in that yeah. giant. I don't know what that vehicle is called. But, <laughs> I don't know. But but, but, but know. he 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 stepped out of it and looked like a very. He's not a small man. No, he's but, tiny. Uh, yeah, Th- that made him even
2: look smaller. Didn't and, it? and he has. He's
1: got all these six foot six security guards yeah. around. Yeah, I like. I, li- I like the. I like the buzz they're creating. It's very reminiscent of when Floyd Mayweather moves around. He's got four big guys, got his entourage. Um, I like the vibe, you know, his headphones on, slow to start. Maybe maybe he didn't have a little bit of focus there early on, but we know how dangerous he is. You know, um, I, I feel sorry for him that he went through difficult times the week before and then... Um, his partner has rescinded on, mm-hmm. on what she said or that it, it, you know that he, he was accused of yeah. domestic battery wasn't he yeah, yeah. At, at one point and then it was rescinded um, you know we've had a lot of that recently we had Dana White and his wife Anne at the New yeah. year terrible situation the biggest leading figure in the whole of the MMA world one of the biggest fight uh, sports characters we've ever seen ever, ever. Mm. Um, in a situation where he probably needs to come out and be they, they've smoothed over what happened where his It's almost been him. smoothed over
2: too quickly. Yeah, no, 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 too quickly.
1: Yeah. He needs to, needs to be an advocate for it. Agreed. We need advocacy from him. You know, listen, he... he... Dana White, years and years ago, had homophobic slurs, he put out, yeah. didn't he? And then he redressed that and, and came on board and brought women's boxing. and Liz Carmouche, who's a lesbian, fought Sir Ronda Rousey in the first fight she had uh, in the UFC. And he kind of addressed that. Mm. And and I think he needs to address this. I mean, I'm Agreed. bouncing around subjects here. No, but no, no, but I
2: think it's an important one as well. And it's one that I, we've not got in sort of our list of things to discuss, but I think it's important because Dana White's continuing that Slap League as well, which I think was put on pause for a week. It starts again next week and I just feel like it sets the wrong tone. It's
0: horrible. It's, irony, it's,
2: yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's just it's, it is, isn't it? It's
0: horrible. And you almost irony.
2: feel like that needs to be paused for a while. Like how can you come out and promote the Slap League after what has happened two weeks ago? Well
1: yeah. It's just well, sh- it's, it's so peculiar isn't it's it it's weird no, how there's not queer work. as folk is there basically, yeah, yeah yeah if i can yeah. that expression yeah not, it makes sense i'm not i'm not yeah, throwing yeah. it towards any rainbow thing there but yeah there's you know it's so strange and you know you wonder in the end whether when it comes out if they if they're fully transparent about their argument mm. that whether it's actually been around that mm. you know and and it's just escalated from something like that i mean i'm who knows? They,
2: they said yeah. alcohol was involved. Yeah, and they, they, well, they, well, they're sort of using alcohol, every other but, excuse in the book. But but it, but it needs yeah. it needs to be as someone that said things like if you hit a woman, you never will fight in the in yeah. the UFC again. He yeah. needs to come out and say a bit more than just I'm sorry, and you know alcohol was involved, and we've had a long relationship. Blah blah blah. It's it's not enough.
1: And also the people he works with, Endeavor as a company, not really ESPN a as a company. Yeah. You know, I I drew the parallel on Saturday night, Addy on the show on fight night, the big, uh, no, not the big fight night, the Saturday fight night, um, because we are the extra, not that we are. No, no, we're no, never no. extra. I, I we're don't, not don't, spare, I think so. to use a, the B, to use a the team. comment yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, We, we um, for me, imagine a, a hugely leading figure in British sport, like a knight, um, like a, say like a, Sir Alex Ferguson, Sir Ian Botham, mm. people that are very involved in the sport, um, have huge standing. If they had done something like that, there would be mainstream media calls for their knighthood to be removed or yes. transparency and yeah. advocacy and all those yeah. things. Two things struck me. It wasn't really reported in the mainstream media very much, Dana White and Ann White, and it just showed where maybe MMA sits. 100%. In the such media, a
2: good shout. Over here. Because if that happened... To, um, an, NBA owner, Emb- an, or or an, an NFL, NBA owner or an NFL or an NFL then it's all over the front news and it made me do think because obviously look, we love the sports that we cover and sometimes we think they are bigger than they are sometimes and I was thinking maybe it's just the size of the sport like we think UFC is this big giant and maybe it's just American- it
1: crept into the mainstream sports landscape yeah. through the back door in a very clever way mm. it's the first internet sport and, it, and that's how it happened. Mm. And, it, and, it, and it does have a different algorithm and a different journey, a different narrative to a lot of the other sports. It's very similar to NASCAR. It's very similar to, you go back to the NFL. It was a group of the same mm. teams, you know, created a long time ago as a group of teams, um, as a league. Yeah, um, Different to the way football is run here. That There's a meritocracy, isn't there? You go up or you go down. Um, but But I think... Um, it just speaks to me in some ways that we have to remember that it's an enclave, that it's it's that thing that happens in a steel cage on a Saturday night, you know, um, it's a cage fight. Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not mainstream. No, it's not. It's I mean, on in every bar in America. That's, that's what it it's is. Not but it's main- not mainstream. mainstream. It will it be. You know, it will be eventually, but it's not. But
2: now. it's not now. It's not now at all. Uh, we are going to talk as well about Leeward versus Mauricio Lara. That was confirmed a couple of days ago. Remember, it was a fight that was supposed to happen uh, earlier last year. Sorry, the back end of, of last year. Um, Leeward got injured. Everyone thought maybe he wouldn't take that fight. He's now been elevated to super champion. He wants that fight and they're going to do that fight. And um, that's Matram's first card of the year. And that will be uh, February the 18th. In Nottingham. Alright, you're listening to an Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to be joined by IBF flyweight champion Sonny Edwards to discuss the plans for his 2023 and a potential unification bout with Julio Cesar Martinez. We'll also chat a bit of YouTube box ahead of TalkSport's coverage of KSI versus Phase 10. Remember, this weekend live on TalkSport. But up next, we'll see a mega fight this year between two of the lightweight superstars, Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia. uh, we just waiting for, you know what I mean, Ryan to, um, to step on his, his side and, and let's get the job done. Welcome back. You're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Adi Oladipo and the great Gareth A. Davis. All right, let's talk about the lightweight division, I think. And we said it at the top that I think the most exciting division in world boxing, just because you've got so many names. Some people might argue the heavyweights and I'm not going to argue with that either. It could be. But when you've got so many different fighters and different personalities and it's all being mixed into one big bowl um, and Tank Davis is the guy that's going to fight Ryan Garcia next, we hope. Um, Someone tweeted, it might have been Ariel Hawani actually, who's starting to dip his toes into the boxing landscape. I think he tweeted and said, it's the biggest fight financially that can be made in America this year. Um, Do you agree with that?
1: Oh, it's a good call. Um... Well, because Ryan Garcia has such an enormous social media following. Enormous, yeah. And Tank Davis has talked about, obviously he's got the Mayweather relationship, Mm -hmm. um, and he's grown up through that, and he is clearly one of the most talented boxers on the planet. Yeah. I think he beats Ryan Garcia, frankly, but I think there'll be a lot of attention on the fight. Yeah. Um, It'll be a lot more entertaining than uh, than Hector Garcia Mm -hmm. um, and Tank. At the weekend, I think uh, Tank was very slow to start in that fight. Um, he's got to be a little bit careful about letting his skills do too much of the talking. I'd like to see some hard work from him early earlier in the fight. He's was very slow starting in that fight. Um But he's clearly a class above um Luis, Hector Luis Garcia. I think he's a class above Ryan Garcia. But I want to give Ryan Garcia his dues for taking that fight. I think... um you know, ra- round and about that weight, the two most difficult opponents are Tank Davis and Shaka Stevenson. Yeah. Um, no question about that. But uh, yeah, they need to make that fight big. Mm. Um because, as we've said so many times, uh, Errol Spence and Terence Crawford are not doing themselves any favours in terms of making their fight enormous. Mm-hmm. Should have fought three times already, or at least twice. Um, I'm trying to think of bigger fights in America. I think fights involving Deontay Wilder could be big this yeah, year. Yeah, I think
2: Deontay Wilder, um, Andy Ruiz. Yeah, that's that a We're hearing like, about that. That's really a massive, excited. massive fight. That yeah, one yeah. really died. I mean, you've got the African-American, Mexican-American. They're yeah, always... Yeah. Good fights between those two. Canelo a,
1: and Bivol is a big fight.
2: Big fight. As well. Big fight. Anything Canelo does, I yeah. guess, you know it's going to do over half a million and then upwards. Um, It's a shame. And I'm almost happy that Tank's become his own man now when there is no Floyd or Leonard next to him because I feel like he's ready to go by himself. But it's a shame for this fight that we don't have Floyd just because of Oscar being on that side. Floyd, that would have done even more numbers um, as far as I'm concerned because they would have gone at each other as well. And yeah. it just would have really sold this to be anything.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, to take you back to that fight between them in 2007, I remember covering it. Oh. Split decision. I knew it was going to be a split decision. Obviously, mm. Mayweather won it by split decision. A very close fight. That was the fight in which Floyd Mayweather suddenly became money, if you remember. Yes. That. that was the change. <laughs> yeah, in <him>. <laughs> that, was that was it. That's 15 years ago. Wow. So yeah. it's extraordinary, really. Um, yeah, it would have been brilliant to have those two Pitched off against each <laughs> oh, other, man. Um, especially as you know, Oscar's wild with some of the things he comes out with. <laughs> yeah. He'd have been calling for an exhibition bout, between honestly, him and Mayweather on the other card. <laughs> he he? Yeah. would have, um, which wouldn't have surprised me at all. Yeah, I mean, I did a piece for Floyd just recently, and we may see him fighting in an exhibition bout in this over here, in the right? Next couple of months, yeah.
2: yeah, which um which will be interesting. um Look. I don't know about Floyd and his exhibition, but he makes money. He, he What did he call it? Robbing the bank yeah. without a pistol. So yeah. as long as people are going to pay to see him, um, why not? How many pay-per-view buys do you think it does? Do you think it hits the million? Yeah. You think I it do, does that? I yeah? do think it hits the million, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: Where's it going to be? Is it going to be on DAZN? Vegas,
2: isn't it? On the... This is the interesting part. And I'm hearing two-fight deal. That's what I'm hearing two-fight deal. One of them on the zone, one of them on Showtime. But I guess the problem is who gets the first one? You all want the first one don't you because you don't know what's going to happen yeah. in order to get the second one so I think that's probably the issue now um but the
1: fight I, we hear the fight signed though so for eight points. we
2: hear the fight signed if it is signed though why wasn't Ryan Garcia at the fight why didn't he get in the ring after? Why didn't he do a nose to nose? Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff yeah. to start the build. Yeah. So it Completely makes me agree. believe there's something going on behind the scenes where... Well,
1: they're fighting over the, the, the promoters. Are they are, aren't they? over the TV. They are. Broadcaster, definitely. They have to be. Definitely. They have
2: to be, which is um, which is a shame. But look, let's hope we get it. A couple of big names fought on the undercard of that fight card on Saturday. Jaron Ennis uh, fought Went the points went all the way for the first time. Uh, Demetrius Andrade fought as well. First fight, 168 pounds. Demetrius Andrade's interesting... Um, 34 now jumping up to 168 pounds has never really had that fight he's been chasing people never really had the fight that we all want to see him fight whether it be any of the Charlos, billy joe saunders which obviously wasn't his fault uh golovkin he, he can't seem to get a break demetrius andrade
1: no uh, and i really rate him he's the dark horse of that welterweight division definitely um extraordinarily talented i do agree with him as well that um Karen Chukadzian uh, mm. kind of didn't come to fight. Yeah, well done was, with uh, that
2: pronunciation, by the way. Because I was not going to do it. I was wait waiting. To I can't do it. I've tried. No, I've tried. I've yeah, tried. yeah, yeah I'm trying. I can't do for, it. Thanks for the, uh, yeah. thanks for the up. Um,
1: yeah. And you know, I, I think that's why it went to points. Um Yaren Ennis. I would, Jaron Ennis. I would love to see in with Virgil Ortiz. Mm. You know, those two both need to move their careers on. Everybody's you see. That's the problem with Terence Crawford and Errol Spence not fighting each other. There's not an advancement in the division. I know those guys could fight yeah. those as well. Yeah. Why aren't they stepping up to even fight these young guys? I mean, I spoke to Terence Crawford at the turn of last year, mm. and he was saying Jaron Ennis, Virgil Ortiz, yeah. um, even Conor Ben at yeah. one point. You know, mm. so there are other fights for them um
2: what's but, happened to the welterweight division gareth like again you've covered the sport like when you mentioned sort of that flight that fight i know it was at 154 pounds but floyd only went up for one didn't he really in and around that time when floyd fought oscar What was the division it was like 15 it, names yeah literally yeah. you didn't have to be yeah. a champion it wasn't yeah. just pacquiao floyd you literally had you had Cotto, mosley zab um so many names i'm trying to think of the manny names pacquiao. Uh, manny pacquiao timothy bradley yeah um, Andre Berto, yeah. Paul Williams was Amir around, Khan, Amir Khan, Kell Brook, Collazo. And you felt like any fights between any of those, that mix was a massive fight. You didn't have to chase the top two. Now, um, Maidana, Ortiz. Yeah. What's yeah. happened to yeah. the Canelo once Marquis, Canelo... What's happened to the once one marquee division? Marcus, oh, my God. One-man There
1: you go. Oscar De La Hoya. See,
2: you can keep on reeling them off. Well, no, he fought him at
1: 154.
2: Yeah, it? but in and around that, though, right? You had like 15 guys where it just felt like it was big fight after big fight. And now it's like everyone's once Crawford or Spence. Where are these fighters? Um, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I, I, it's about the matchups, not the fighters. Yeah. The fighters are there. Mm. Um, are they there,
2: though? Is it that deep? I feel like there's no depth to it. Well, if you if if you like, if, was considered a top ten, was he? To yeah, I yeah, I'm looking.
1: I'm looking at the rankings here for yeah. us now. Actually, I've just pulled them up. Um, at welterweight, we've got Errol Spence and Terence Crawford, obviously as the champions. Uh, Keith Thurman, Virgil Ortiz, Jaron Ennis. Um, I'm going to try and group them together. See, you could have put, even the, the, your Dennis Ugas... Belongs in a different group, I think. Yeah. Connor Ben hasn't proven himself and he hasn't is cleared it, his name right. yet. Um, yeah, you're
2: right. It's thin. It's it, really it thin. thin. Really five thin fighters. But Beyond five fighters. Those five
1: it? fighters should be fighting each other. Yaron right, and yeah. it's Virgil Ortiz, um, Errol Spence, Terence Crawford, and I'm. Who else am I going to throw in there? There's no
2: one else. I don't think you can chuck anyone else in there. Like Rashidi no, Ellis Porter's lost gone. recently. Sean yeah. Porter's gone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's it's going on with Keith. It's really thin. It's yeah, probably it's interesting. Again, 15 years ago it was the deepest. Yeah. Now, it's the, one of the thinnest divisions where everyone keeps on saying Errol or Terrence, Errol or yeah, Terrence. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really. And even the yeah.
1: stars rising, you know, the ones we're looking out for, people like Keyshawn Davis are lighter yeah. than that, aren't they? Mm. They're lightweight, they are. aren't they? There's so, not much. Yeah. Not much coming through. points.
2: Yeah. All right, you're listening to Find It Extra on Talksport 2 still to come. We are going to look ahead to KSI's fight at Wembley this weekend. Remember, it is live on Talksport. But up next, we're going to be joined by IBF Flyweight World Champion, Sonny Edwards.
3: Dumb.
1: Edwards has navigated this terrifically well,
2: barely put a foot wrong, and has controlled this contest from the opening bell to last.
1: And the referee's seen enough, he doesn't want to see any more. Too many announcements headshots going in. And referee Philadelphia says enough is enough the damage I think was done by that big shot at the end of the previous round. Edwards just continues to apply the pressure.
3: And new IBF
0: Flyweight Champion of the World, Showtime, Sonny Edwards.
2: Welcome back to the Fight Night Extra. Myself, Adil Adipo, Gareth o. Davis, as well. Uh, the UK currently only have five male world champions it's true you probably think it's more than that it isn't honestly Tyson Fury, uh, Lawrence Socoli, Josh Taylor, uh, Sonny Edwards who's going to join us now uh, as well Um, it's it's a bit thin on the ground it really is and that's why I'm so happy to speak to this man Sonny Edwards because I think of all the fighters that we have I've always said this people you can see me on Twitter talking about Sonny all the time everything Sonny does every fighter should be doing Every fighter should be doing what Sonny does, which is use your social media platform, sort of honestly boost yourself up, chat rubbish sometimes. <laughs> he does a bit of everything, but ultimately he gets in there and he does a job. And I think he's stocked since 2021, that win over Marutu Um He's rose since then. And I think it's big, big things for Sonny in 2023. And he joins us now. Sonny, um, l- let's go back a bit if we can. Um, l- Let's talk about sort of, I think, the breakthrough year, which was 2021 winning the IBF flyweight title. How's life changed since then? Has it changed?
3: Firstly, I would say maybe not do everything I do. um, Maybe not everything. (laughs) Um, But but in all seriousness, um, life changed, I think. um, I don't know. I probably live still quite similar, um, you know, like a pattern to my day, a pattern to my schedule. Um, Mm. I think boxing still has maintained like the forefront of what I want to do, where I want to be what and what i want to be aiming towards so i'm getting out of world title defenses and i'm having to stop myself from you know messaging my promoter and finding out when i'm fighting again like straight away i'm I've, I've still got that sort of um mindset so i don't know i haven't really probably had enough time to sit and maybe upgrade my life in all the corners that one probably would um i'll probably remain to keep my my feet quiet on the ground, um, stay in the gym. I'm surrounded by very, very good people um, that want the best for me. So I know that, like, in my mindset, I, I haven't even remotely, you know, like, made it in, in mm. inverted commas for the audio listeners. Um, I, I really haven't. I feel like winning the world title 2021, now I've got three defenses of it. I feel like all that's really allowed me to do is finally put myself where I've always wanted to be, and that's at the the top levels of my division, you know, the top levels of the sport. So now I feel like I'm here. Now I feel like I'm taking the first steps because you don't really get exposed to the careers of the greats until they become at the top. That's when everyone hears about them. Do you know what I mean? So Mm. sometimes, a lot of the time, that's when you pick up on most of the careers when they get there, especially from me growing up. So um, I feel like the first steps now, I've taken, I've done everything that's been asked of me. I've passed some hard tests, um, yep. probably specifically Maruti, like you mentioned, and Felix Alvarado, I think, was up there mm. in that sort of bracket fight. Um, and I've kind of probably won over the belief of the fans more than they thought. Um, I see that Eddie Holm put out a poll on who he thought would be the top um, of the 5 division by the end of the year. He put myself, Martinez, Bam Rodriguez, and Galau Yafai in it, And I think I got way over half of the votes, like, out yeah, before. So yeah. I think, the public belief right now, which wasn't before, it was always, well, Sonny can't poke, Sonny well, we have to do it in the next level. Oh, Sonny won't have the engine. Oh, Sonny's been put down. Like, all of the, you know, um, the limiting factors that people was putting on my career, I kind of think they've been lifted now and people are more maybe getting on board with, like, the level of confidence that I'm showing and what I'm saying. Mm.
2: Well, what I've seen as well is a lot of the the casual fans start to understand the opponents you're fighting. Because let's be honest, a lot of people, especially casuals, it's more a case of welterweight and upwards. They don't don't really know a lot of the lighter weights. And now they're starting to understand your opponents. I think, and look, maybe credit to Eddie here. Let me give him a little bit of credit. I feel like he's maybe put a spotlight on sort of the flies and the super flies and and, and those divisions. And I think you've obviously shone from that. How, How frustrating has it been, though, with getting some of the fights? I know you've wanted the Martinez fight and Martinez we know how sort of unruly he is and sort of what he does how frustrating has it been maybe not getting those super fights if you like
3: well I've always probably wanted better fights than I was getting at every stage I was always sort of calling names out Um, I got probably a reputation for being that fighter that was calling and ready to fight anyone at any level and was always getting told uh, wait until the fight is bigger or wait until it's world level or for a bigger title even when I've got here now, it's saying one wants to take a warm-up fight or we'll revisit that fight in three, six moments. Like, it's all I've ever heard. So at this point, like I always just gain confidence of that because I know that in my heart, if the phone rings and any of these sort of conversations that I'm trying to start really materialize, I know in my heart that there is no way that I'm leaving that fight on the negotiation team. But I know I want the opportunity, the, the chance to fight the right fight now, if I could get, you know, get the pen of my career yeah. and write the next five fights, or I went through or won those five fights, I had to be getting talked about as one of the greatest fighters that's ever done it from the UK, pound for pound. Like, I, I generally think if I beat a Martinez, then a Bam Rodriguez up super flat, scalp a few heads there, maybe get a Roman with good designers. Like, who knows where my potential is? I don't it's even bad. think I know bad. yet.
0: Yeah. But,
3: and a lot of people go, no, he'll beat you, or he'll beat you, or he'll be Okay, but say they don't. Like, say I am, like, whatever <laughs> I do, somehow keeps doing it. And it's only three yeah. or four little fights I need. Like, imagine yeah. I do do Martinez, Van Rodriguez, then go up, Estrada, Roman Gonzalez. Imagine that's five of my, four of my next fights, and I'll win every single one of them. Just imagine where I would be. That's, if you yeah. ask me, what I would want to try to do. Whether I can do it or not, waits to be seen. I genuinely believe I can. Um. Mm. Sorry, sorry. Uh, that was just uh, Adam sorry. Ahmed, Prince Nesson, son, giving me a call. Once I, like, I send him the voicemail, um, I'll call him back later. But like, if yeah. if everything goes to plan, the way like you give me the opportunity, like I'm not one of those fighters that will say any of this just to sound good. Like, I hope people hear the sincerity in my voice when I say and speak the way I do because I genuinely want the opportunity to prove something great. Like, if I can do that. Whether I do it or not, wait, like I said, waits to be seen. But right now I've been kind of half cheated of the opportunity. Maybe it's because I'm at a division. Maybe it's the fact that I'm probably one of the biggest names. And when yeah. I first turned pro, my brother was probably one of the biggest names in his in the same division. Like so yeah. we've had yeah. to sort of, we've had to sort of pave the way, you know? So Eddie and other promoters have done great things at the Superfly away. Oh my god. And now that's Zelfa calling me. Can you imagine my phone right now? Um, <laughs> and then uh, it's, it's all gone off on my phone right now. Um, but yeah, so like I said previously, if I can get those opportunities, I with every part of me will will take them and jump at the chance. I'll be probably the easiest fight that these promoters and managers and other fighters have ever made a fight with because the opportunity means more than making sure I get that extra 50,000 or 100,000, like, making sure that this fight gets done. We both got a smile, so they want to make the next one and the next one and the next one so I can line up all the fights that I want. I know I've got to be easy to work with. Okay, that might be that. I might not make the the absolute most orange of every bit of squeeze, but the the chance of being great way far outweighs making sure I get every black pinch. Do you know what I mean?
2: And I guess the best thing for you as well was that you're in and around a division where you can be great, right? There are big fights to make. Like it doesn't matter. I always say this: it doesn't matter how good you are, if you don't have any dance partners, then you're dancing by yourself, right? The fact that you've got two in and around your division, and then you mentioned the superflies as well, the great superflies, like we're talking hall of famers. That if you scout them, then you know it's almost a bit like Highlander. You take their power, right? So th- there's something to look out for. You know, when you look back on 2022, your two wins. How, how would you grade your year when when you look at those two wins and you know, I know you wanted a third fight, but when you just look at those two in particular, how would you grade it?
3: I kind of do. I, I, a lot of like people, they look at the years um, mm-hmm. in boxing for like a uh, calendar, right? So the 1st of January to the end of December. But mm-hmm. it always work out that like, I defended my world title three times in 11 months. So really that period, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I had a very good year. And a lot of people see like, a couple of months and then the thought I was in or didn't fight much, you know, I did fight to last year, but I fought right at the end of 2021 against Mama. Then I fought in March against Razim, and then obviously in uh, November against Alvarado. I think I've been, I think I've performed well. I think, again, similar to the rest of my career, the majority fight before that, I maintained the good control of every fight. I don't think at the final bell of any fight so far in my career, There's been any real arguments um, from my opponent, from their corner, from the fans, from the crowd, from the judges. I mean, I'm 19-0 with, what, 15 decisions, points, and I've won every Mm. single one unanimously. I've I've had, I don't know how many title fights now, so I've had three judges scoring it. So, like, I've got a very good grasp of winning fights comfortably and clearly, and even still not having to... really really dig deep i think yeah well, it was probably the, t- the last time i really felt like i had to find something myself but that was my first experience at world level that has given me a confidence to do it against a mama or was even then now an Alvarado. hard to the both of them, really put together do it in mm-hmm. such a way with confidence with an engine and like i i know that i'm a, i know that i'm a great fighter like i i go into the ring with that belief that it doesn't matter who's in front of me that they're not going to beat me with what I do because I can make it the fight a certain way where every single attribute that they maybe have better than me, they might hit harder than me, they might be stronger than me, they might be bigger than me. Like, I can take away all those attributes of my mindset. And that's before my body or my fitness or my conditioning, which are all good in my eyes. And I've got very solid fundamentals. I might not be the biggest punch in the world, but I hit hard enough to make him think and and to win a fight over 12 rounds. To sit in the pocket, counter my defense holds up, my chin holds up, my heart holds up. So I think right now I'd be worried if I was the rest of the division. And the division above, I'll be I'd be really worried, No, I
2: think. I hundred percent agree. You've convinced me in the last eighteen months that you are genuine world level. As I said at the top, there's only sort of a few world champions in this country. And you're not just a world champion because we know how people can get some belts. You, you're, you're legit, you, you are. Um, I've heard a lot of rumours about Canelo versus John Ryder. Um, and fingers crossed, John gets the opportunity. I really hope that he gets the payday. But I've heard about the co-main. And everyone keeps telling me about this. Co-main, Martinez versus Edwards. Are you hearing this as well? Like, give us something. Are you hearing
3: something? Well, um, we're in a position right now where they did everyone's setting up the schedule and obviously that fight there um mm. that's all permitting on right now say if that is the the talk i have heard it but i don't know if that's more me talking it into existence and i people picking up yeah. on it or not i can't remember i just know i want to fight i want it for so long, you know what i mean but mm-hmm. if i could get the chief's support or maybe the fight before that because of trainers and whatnot um on that massive pay per view card, John Ryder gets the platform, Mexico versus UK twice over. Big build up, big backstory. You know, I've not been quiet mentioning the whole setup that they've got over there. I think it would be a spectacle. I think I'd be able to still the <laughs> still the show. I think if I put on a performance that I genuinely think I'm more than capable of. I mean I've been i they they know. Well i are saying they know that I'm willing to go anywhere. So they might just choose mm. not to do it over in London. If they wanna do mm. it, we'll do it up in Mexico that they have already, already proved that from the first round of the gold stations you I go mexico? You, any, you go Mexico hundred percent like we before we when <laughs> Yo, we agreed before man. when we You're agreed crazy. before, when we agreed before that was the
0: leading um
3: you know place of where it could have been you know there was that date in mexico twenty second of October it was that headline at yeah. that shot like um, and I was a hundred percent ready for that we had was planning we was going to go over there. altitude was was going to follow before, but I was looking forward to it out like mission mexico like to go and maybe avenge my older brother when he came over to my home city and did what he yeah. did. Like yeah. for me, Rocky storyline that ticks all <laughs> of the boxes. Andy, I'll be real. Like that's what I wanted. When we was negotiating, I went, "Look, I, did, I, I, I did not bring up fighting in this country not once. I, I, I didn't care about that. If that, if it, if it made sense, they wanted it over there more than over here. Then that's fine by me. Genuinely fine by me. But if I can get on Canelo's undercard, probably one of the biggest fights of the year." and maybe still yeah. the show in a very intriguing, well-built fight, that might be worth doing it anywhere. And the UK obviously benefits me in a home advantage in the sense of I wouldn't have to leave country, I'll be acclimatized naturally, um, et cetera, et etc. et cetera. wouldn't have to fly nowhere. But that all is by the by. I'll fight anywhere. Eddie knows that. Uh, I think Martinez knows that. Like, like I said, we was going up to Mexico City, however many feet above sea level, whatever. I, I didn't care it not even barrel out any Eddie knows that. Um Matrim know that, Zone know that. So that fight should be very easy to make as soon as they're really ready to get the wheels in motion and and it's been that way this whole time.
2: Yeah. Sonny, final point very quickly, and I really appreciate you coming on to speak to us. Um, how does the year end for Sonny Edwards? Like what's we're here now, we're speaking, end of end of December 2023. Where is Sonny? What's he doing? What titles does he have?
3: Well, if I get my way, I'll have the ring. The WBC, WBO will be mine. Um, maybe we'll be looking at a next weight. Maybe we'll be looking at going undisputed for the last title. Because I want everyone first. Make no mistake. I don't want, really, I don't want Art, Martinez and Bam, come fight, me have the winner. No, I want Martinez first or Bam first Then the other one. Then I would delicate, you know, want all of them lined up. I'd rather do the, you know, get him, get him, get him. Although I'd rather be that guy that, okay, I won my semi-final, you won your semi-final, i will win the final. Like, I'd rather clear up every single argument and fight everyone. So maybe I'll have all the belts, all the infinity stones, maybe. But I think it's all more depending on who's willing to get in the ring of me. And I keep making I keep making a point that I'm probably one of the most avoided fighters in the world. I think people are really starting to like. Again, my phone read. And I, but I think people are really starting to maybe change their mind that maybe I am a bit avoided. Maybe maybe Why, are truth, yeah. up Why aren't these fights happening? Yeah. Why no aren't these fights happening? I watched Martinez versus uh, Sunny. At first, when when it first got spoke about, most people thought he'd knock me out. But at first, got spoke about, it's completely different now. I don't know if anyone's got a prayer.
2: You're listening to Final Extra on talk Sport 2 um, Great to hear there from Sonny Edwards, the current IBF flyweight champion. Once that smoke in 2023, has called out all the big names. Once the Julio Cesar Martinez, once Bam, you heard it on the interview as well. Not just once them, he wants to go to Superfly and it's called out the likes of Estrada and Chocolatito. Uh, let's hope he gets those big fights in 2023. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk very quickly as well about Lee Wood uh, versus Mauricio Lara. And we're going to talk a bit of YouTube boxing As well, KSI takes on Phase Temper live on Talksport Misfits 004 this weekend.
1: What could the haters say now? I signed a PFL. I'm doing MMA. Who wants it?
2: Nate. 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 Temper is better than than Dennis. You know, he's a better opponent. So it's not like I'm coming here to be like, oh, I'm finding someone worse. I'm finding someone who is. Better, you know, in the ring and will be a big threat to me. But it isn't even boxing for me, it's a celebrity white collar. Um, so I I can understand why people might frown upon it because it's not real boxing, but from an event point of view, brilliant the way that it's all put together, and also this young demographic of fans that's where we need to be tapping into, we need to be getting those into the game of boxing. Welcome back. You're listening to Viner Extra on TalkSport 2. Adi O'Dipo and Gareth a. Davis. All right, before we talk YouTube boxing, let's talk about the big fight I announced. I think it was yesterday that Lee Wood will indeed fight Mauricio Lara. Um, almost the boogeyman now, it feels like, of the featherweight division. Uh, he's now been elevated as well to full champion. So he is a legit world champion now, Lee Wood. Surprised they've decided to um, go there again. They had the excuse, right? He got injured. He could have gone somewhere else. you surprised... They decided to welcome Mauricio Lara back to the UK?
1: No, it's a, it's a styles make fights and this is a phenomenal fight. You yeah. cannot not be excited <laughs> yeah. about yeah. this fight. I mean, I cannot see how after a couple of rounds this doesn't heat up to be a toe-to-toe war. Uh, Lee Wood's heavy-handed and relies on that. Look what he did with Michael Conlon. Look at his mm. spirit. Look at, a, look at the indomitable spirit. He's got the heart of a champion. He yeah. proved it against Michael Conlon. Won't see that fight again this year as well. Mauricio Lara... Obviously, the the template, the canvas for him was Josh Warrington. Not once, but twice. Obviously, it failed the second time because of the cut. But look what he did against Josh Warrington. Um, he's really made his name over here. F- the fans know what he produces. Mm. This is one of the most explosive matchups we're going to see in the country this se- this I say season this year. Mm. Um, can't wait for it.
2: Yes, up. and I, th- I can one.
1: completely understand them doing it. They're going to sell out Derby nottingham not they're going to sell out nottingham um and you know I, I, onwards and upwards i think i think ben Davison in leeward's corner might have a slightly might need to be slightly cunning with a game plan and mm. not go toe-to-toe early oh, on mate if he goes with toe-to-toe
2: with, yeah. i'm sorry yeah there's yeah. The only one outcome if he yeah. goes. he's got yeah. a box a bit and don't yeah. run look i mean leeward's got the power i think we've seen that yeah. in his last couple of fights and who knows, right? He could put a dent in Orissa Lara, but there's got to be, they've got to be a bit smarter about this. This isn't Michael Conlon in terms of punching power. This is a guy that clearly can hit and hit very, very hard. But I'm with you. I think it's a fantastic fight. Uh, Matram's first one of the year in the UK. And I think they're going, starting with a bang. I think it's important to do so as well, because in terms of that pecking order over here, like who is the biggest promoter, Matchman have serious competition. I've said this as well. I mean, I had Ben Shalom on TalkSport a couple of days ago and what their their plan already and what they've got. Queensbury, we know, are going to start the year big with Yard, Paterbiev. Matram needed to go big. They needed yeah. to do something big and I feel like it's so good to see all three of the big ones going big at the start. Let's hope it continues for fight fans uh, this year. Uh, YouTube boxing. Um, let's talk about YouTube boxing. Before we do that, though, I want to get your take on Jake Paul and this deal with uh, the PFL. Obviously, it's an organization that you've done loads of work with Uh, over here in the UK. Um, He's set up now this new pay-per-view arm to it and said he's going to fight in it as well. I'm not quite sure how serious he is about that in terms of him having real fights. It'll probably be like what he's been doing in boxing. What do you make of that link-up? Jake, Paul, the PFL?
1: I think it's phenomenal. Um, I think they've gone for the right person. Um, in terms of one of their first announcements. I, I believe they're going to make several announcements. Really? It's called the PFL Pay-Per-View Superfight Division. Wow. And they are just literally going to be bringing in people uh, who drew who draw big numbers. So you're Nate Diaz uh, type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, whoever oh, they're going to get. Cyborg, yeah. Chris Cyborg in the women's mm. mixed martial arts. Um, I think the key is as well, they'll keep their big names. Mm-hmm. Remember Brendan Loughnane made a million... Yeah. Uh, dollars last year in the featherweight mm. division. Um, I love the format. That's why I'm involved in it. I'm very optimistic about that. This is a paradigm shift in the way MMA and fighter pay is going to go. Mm-hmm. We know the disputes for the last couple of years or few uh, with Dana White and the fighters in the UFC. That there's there's perhaps only a meritocracy of um, of, of fighters who, and only some fighters have been able to. Make the big bucks. It, and it's kind of a Machiavellian system in a sense. that mm. If you sell loads, you're going to earn more. Yeah. And, and that, that market forces should dictate. They do in every sport. Mm. Uh, they do skills and market forces, skills of the the athlete and the market forces. But I think what they're doing is they're making great leap forward mm-hmm. um, for fighters um, and giving them more of a freedom and an antidote mm. to what the situation is in the UFC. I imagine contracts are going to be much more tightly aligned now yeah. in the UFC if they weren't before. Um, but I, I, you know, what's happening in this division, to put the bones in it, 50% of the revenue will go to the fighters Fantastic. from those events. For, uh,
2: in co- compared to what, 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 what do the UFC do currently? Do you know roughly in terms of their revenue share? Like when you hear 50% PFL, how does that compare to the UFC? What kind of revenue share does goes to the fighters in the UFC.
1: Well, what I recall from my time in the UFC, I mean, working TV and, and and different aspects of it and being very close to the organization. Now I just comment on it from time, so I'm not actively involved in the UFC's machine, if mm. you like, um, but obviously cover the big fights, is that in my time, I can recall um, Brock Lesnar, Anderson Silva, um, GSP. George yeah. Um John Jones? And John Jones, there's one other. Ronda. Ronda Rousey. Mm. Maybe Ronda. But, but they, they, they got a market share mm. of, I don't know the exact amount, yeah. but they got a percentage mm. of pay-per-view rights. Yeah, um, Because they were so big at the time. And obviously it was a, it was a way of keeping them on the books in yeah. the organization and rewarding them. I think there's one other fighter out there that, that might have got pay-per-view um, but the restaurant contracts yeah. on on fight by fight deal. And it's an open market. You know, they'd start on 15. I hate that by the way. They start on 15 it is what it is. and they get 15, 15, 15 for
2: 15, a win. I, I can't, Sometimes yeah. it's staggering when yeah. I hear those figures staggering, yeah. especially when obviously that we cover boxing and we see the kind of money some of the boxers get. Yeah. Yeah. And When you see people fighting for titles, former champions on 50, 50 or 70, 70, I'm like, come on. Yeah. And, the, and when they're it's, the best of the best. When they're the best of the best. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly So this fun.
1: changes that landscape. Yeah. Um, you know, I think um, what's interesting is that they're clearly serious about it because Nikisa um, uh, Nekisa Bidarian yeah. uh, the, um, who was previously UFC's chief financial yep. officer and this is the CEO of MVP, mm. Jake Paul's company the Paul Brothers company um, has been given with Paul uh, a share in the stakes wow. uh, a, a, an equity
2: share wow. in the PFL. So this, they're definitely what serious a, about it. What a it. smart kid this Jake Paul is. I mean, to go from what he's gone from to this in the space of 5 years is still it's well, baffling
1: there's two things Pete Murray the who I've worked very closely with in the, in the last kind of year and and James Fruin uh, Peter Murray the PFL of the CEO CEO of PFL in America James Fruin who is the um the CEO of the European side of it or vice president mm. as they call them over here in Europe um and Don Davis the the, the chairman and, and founder is that Don Davis is saying we're trying to disrupt the MMA pay-per-view market. I think they are by doing this, where fighters are getting a true 50-50 uh, economic partner in, in pay-per-view revenue. And and as Murray says, they've gone for Jake Paul, as Pete Murray said, they've gone for Jake Paul because in in their values, in terms of creating more opportunities for fighters on major stages, earn more money, fighters to get their due, he's done that. Mm. He's proven that Yeah, with his, with his subscription following. Of course. And doing similar things with Amanda Serrano as yeah, one of his. look how that works. Under, under, under that's his, almost a case study, isn't under his, it? Under, under his cape. Yeah, imagine like. that.
2: That's my case study. Yeah. If anyone argues, yeah. well, look yeah. what I've done to her. Yeah. Look what yeah. she's done, in the biggest yeah. female fight we've, we've ever seen. Yeah. And that's because I was pushing um, behind her in terms Absolutely. of giving her the opportunities. Uh, someone very similar to Jake, I guess, is KSI and what he's doing as well with this Misfit stuff. It yeah. um, was supposed to fight Dylan Dennis. Very quickly, I know time's against us here. Would you make it Dylan Dennis, by the way? as a character he came on the scene as conor mcgregor's jujitsu coach and i was like okay who is this kid and now he's just i don't know what to make of him i've seen him a couple of times and i'm i've seen him out drunk and it's, you know, he can have a drink it's not a problem but i feel like what a waste that's like what a, what a waste you know I've, i thought he could have been something special at bellator might not might have won some might have lost some but could have you know sold some pay-per-views now i just look at him a bit like a bit of a waste of space
1: yeah, he's he's fallen off the he's fallen off the edge of the cliff a little bit. I mean I I obviously I knew him when he was around Conor McGregor. I knew him uh when he was in Bellator, I interviewed mm. him several times. I met his mother and his sister one day as well. They were fantastic mm. people. I did some video stuff for them with with Bellator. I think he's a fascinating character.
2: Fascinating. I'd love to see you sit down and interview him. Because I almost feel like every time he's interviewed, he puts on this facade. It's a bit of a it's it's almost like this this cape and I just want to see it unveiled and just yeah. speak the truth.
1: Well even with Ariel Hilwani it's very entertaining. Very entertaining. But there there's you know they've got history. Yeah. They've he got only got, got serious one
2: bit when he spoke about his dad, I think, either Parson or being very yeah, ill. And yeah. I was like, okay, finally I'm seeing the real yeah. Yeah. Dylan Dennis. And I want to see more of that because this what he's doing now it's only going to end uh one way. Um you're going to Wembley, aren't you? Wembley Arena on Saturday, so I'll see you there it's we phase make...
1: temper now not some, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. What, is it two hours or three R's uh, yeah. two it's two two R's, Yeah. very important and I don't know very why. important <laughs> um, but but the, the one thing I'd say about is yeah, I'm going to be there we're, we're live on TalkSport on Saturday night so mm. uh, um, for the you know for the event yeah um, by the way
2: it's sold out in seconds I know sold and, out and in
1: seconds. you know talking could've, about this done really, the, arena. the arena will be full yeah uh, right from the very start right from the beginning Um, you know there'll be people outside trying to get tickets I'm telling they you now um i think they should have done it at the O two. 2 they missed maybe, out i don't know maybe, there's, they, a, maybe, maybe there's maybe there's this, an event, there's an event on, was, yeah. they could have easily sold it out it, we were we were both there at the last one and it was incredible when ksi yeah, fought yeah two guys yeah, yeah yeah yeah. you're getting into this aren't you well no i what i found fascinating is that i i i i enjoy it for the the delve into the culture of the young people um mm. i think ksi is an extraordinary character i had time with him um uh, back end of last year. Faze Tempest of a Southpaw few and he's, he's very athletic. big as well. He's and like 6'2", six, six, Yeah, he's yeah, athletic. He's but athletic. there's something special about KSI. I had a 25-minute interview with him the other day and 22 minutes it was about his life, not about the boxing. And as he said, listen, everything I do, I throw my entire self into mm. it. He looks phenomenal. He's in, great, he's shape. in, great, shape in now. great shape. I applaud the cojones he's got for doing it. And finally, he said... I'm being offered 10, 20 million to go on podcasts. I don't want to, but I'm loving this boxing. I'd rather have him in the boxing than out of it.
2: Yeah, the biggest super fight in America. We said it could be Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia. It could be Jake Paul versus KSI. that would be a big one. Uh, Gareth, as always, my man, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming to my studio. Pleasure. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up